Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Trinity here in Freistadt, wherever you may be at or listening from or watching from. We are thankful for your presence among us and especially uh, the presence of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who promises to be wherever two or three are gathered in his name. He doesn't say necessarily that they all have to be in the same place, um, but uh, we are certainly glad for his presence with us this morning. Let's begin our worship today with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for this day. Truly, Lord, this is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. We ask now, Lord, that as we, that as we worship you from wherever it is that we happen to be, that you would fill us with the joy of the resurrection. For, Lord, indeed, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, we pray these things. Amen. 
And so we make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to grant us forgiveness. Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Almighty God in his mercy has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We sing our opening hymn, O God of God, O Light of Light. It's number 810 in your hymnal.
running down on the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, through the through the humiliation of your Son, you raised up the fallen world. Grant to your faithful people, rescued from the peril of everlasting death, perpetual gladness and eternal joys. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit. One God, now and forever. You may be seated. The first reading for this morning is taken from Acts chapter 2. Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. And when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the, rest of the, and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For this promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized, 
And there were added that day about 3,000 souls. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Christ has risen from the dead. God the Father has crowned him with glory and honor. He has given him dominion over the works of his hands. He has put all things under his feet. The second lesson is from 1 Peter chapter 1. This will also be the sermon text for this morning. If you call on him as father who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as gold or silver, but with the precious blood of Christ. Like that of a lamb without blemish or spot, he was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for your sake. Who through him, the believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. Since you have been born again, not of the perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And his word is the good news that was preached to you. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. We stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel this morning, according to St. Luke, the 24th chapter. That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word, before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and Rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But what he, but what we had hoped that he was the one, but we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things have happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning, and when they did not find his body, they came back saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish ones, 
O slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken, was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. He acted as if he were going farther, but they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while, we, while he talked to us on the road, while he, opened the, while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem. And they found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And they told what had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. We continue with the hymn of the day. It's Let the Earth Now Praise the Lord, number 352.
Will you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. As I mentioned before, the text for this morning's meditation is the epistle lesson that was just read from 1 Peter chapter 1. Please have that in front of you. Uh, we will be looking at it and referring to it as we go along here this morning. And again, the text. And if you call on him as Father who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart, since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and abiding word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. So far the text for this morning. It probably goes against our senses in many ways, and it certainly was not what the people expected to hear whom Jesus told these things to. But after Jesus is resurrected, we have several accounts on which he told the people that saw him that they now had a job to do. For example, Mary, in the Gospel of John, in her excitement when she sees Jesus, he has finally been resurrected back from the dead, and she clings to him. And she hangs on to him, and she thinks that everything is going to go back to the way that it was before he died. But Jesus says this to Mary. He says, don't cling to me, but now go and tell my brothers what you have seen. The last words, in fact, that Jesus tells his disciples in the Gospel of Matthew are words that we all know well, he tells them, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always, even to the very end of the age. The disciples, just like Mary, were given a job to do. No, it's not going to be the same as before. Now, go. Go and tell. And finally, in the Gospel of John, when Peter, when Jesus finally reinstates Peter in what is a very emotional scene, especially for Peter. Peter, of course, denies Christ three separate times, and so that lead, and, and so that makes Jesus then ask Peter three separate times, Peter, do you love me? 
Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? And finally, Peter was, was hurt. And he says, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And if you will recall from that account, Jesus has a mission now for Peter. He has a, a job for him to do. He is going to go out. And Jesus says, now, Peter, feed my lambs. And so in our text from 1 Peter, his method here and the point that he is trying to get across for us and his readers is really quite simple. Number one, in verses 3 through 12, you, people of God, have been redeemed. Number two, therefore, since you have been redeemed, walk in the way of one who has been ransomed and sanctified. That's verses 13 through 17. Three, because you were ransomed with what was more than even the Israelites were bought back with, which is the precious blood of Christ, that is more precious than any other thing because, as Peter says towards the end, the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of God remains forever. As one commentator put it with regards to this text, the entire text hinges on this word ransomed. And so what does it mean to be ransomed? Well, it means that something is bought back. And in this case, Peter is talking about all of his readers. He is talking about all of us. You and I were purchased. We were bought back. And what a hefty price indeed that it cost to buy us back. Paul, in his letter to Timothy, the first letter, says this, For there is one God and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14, How much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. So too from Revelation chapter 1, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the rulers of the kings of the, on, on earth, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom. Therefore, as people who are ransomed, people who are bought back, people who, as the Apostle Paul says, cause us to do those good works. Jesus says it himself very clearly, go now and love your neighbor as yourself. But Peter specifically spells it out pretty clearly for us in the verses that precede our text from today. Verses 14 through 16, he writes, As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all of your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. And then in verse 17 from our text, that verse should hit us square between the eyes, especially during this current season. And if you call on him as Father, who judges impartially, According to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile. Kind of like what we're going through now. And so my question to all of you here 
this morning and the question to myself as well as, so how is your time of exile going? How is it going? When you talk to your husband, do you put the best construction on everything that you say? When you talk to your wife, are you, husband, loving her as Christ has loved his church? When you are talking to your friends on Zoom, the phone, texting, Facebook, whatever it is, how are you talking to them? How are you thinking about them? In fact, how do you talk about your leaders at the national, state, and local levels? Are you putting the best construction on them as well? They are our neighbors. Or are you just allowing your anger and frustration to be the filter through which you talk to other people? And lately, what about our thoughts. What about your thoughts towards your wife or your husband or your children or your family, your friends, your leaders, your neighbors? In so many ways, I think that this time of our exile has really just proven what God has long known. But we have a really hard time admitting to ourselves that we, that we really are just poor, miserable sinners. We really are a people that when the going gets tough and we get stressed out, that we just so casually, so easily throw out the sanctified life. The sanctified life that we are called to live. And instead, we just live unto ourselves, doing what feels good for us, saying what makes us feel better, regardless of who we hurt. That we are really nothing without Christ that apart from him, we can really do nothing. At least nothing good. But Peter is not done with his text. This is why the lectionary refers back to the text from Acts chapter 2, in which Peter condemns the people who are listening. And then the people are cut to the heart and they ask Peter and the other disciples who are there, well then, brothers, what shall we do now? And he says, repent and be baptized. Every single one of you for the forgiveness of your sins. And so we, you and I, are the baptized. We live today, currently, in the baptized life, born again of water and the Spirit. And though we fail, and we fail so often, we live in the good news of God. We live in his word of promise. The promise that, number one, we will not have to live the ransomed life by the power of our own might. Number two, that when failure comes, and it surely does, that the Lord gives the benefits of the kingdom of God to his people, to his children, those whom he has been united with in his death and in his resurrection. The reminder that the good news of the resurrection is for us. That his body and blood shed on the cross. And the comfort that comes with these words, which I am honored to speak to you every Sunday, whether we have a, a, a larger gathering or not, I am honored to speak these words to you, that I, in the stead of Christ, it is not my 
forgiveness, but it is Christ's forgiveness that I am honored to speak to you. I, in the stead of Christ, forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. We live currently, today, in the baptized life. Life that is full of sadness, people that hurt us, angry words that are said, angry thoughts that are thought, angry deeds that are done, and yet Christ has has covered them with his blood, covered them with his death, and of course, most importantly, with his resurrection. And truly, all of us who are baptized, all of us who believe in God the Father, that believe in God's Son, that believe in the Holy Spirit, that we have been given this new life, that we have been forgiven of all of our sins, that we have been given the word of promise, that we are ransomed, that we are bought back, that we are purchased. Our lives are not our own, and instead we belong to the one true God who has forgiven us of all of our sins, who has called us to live the sanctified life, called us to live the ransomed life, but has redeemed us by the power of his blood shed on the cross and the empty tomb. Alleluia, Christ is risen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We continue by confessing the words of our Christian faith together using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. Normally at this time we would be gathering our tithes and offerings, and so instead, as we've been doing, we will use this time to just remind everyone of the three ways that you can continue to give um, to our church and our school uh, during this season. Number one is to go to the website, that's trinity1874.com, and at the top right corner of the site is a donate button, Um, and so if you just click on that, uh, it will send you to uh, the appropriate page, and it's very, very easy to fill out if you would like to give online. And then the, the second way is that if you would like to drop off your offering or your tithe to the church office, if you go to the North Breezeway, there is an offering basket there just right outside of the office, and you can just simply set your tithe in the basket during the regular church office hours, uh, and we will be sure to collect that. Also, you may mail your church offering in as well to the church office. Uh, We continue with the offertory.
Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father, we give you thanks for this day and giving us this time to worship you. As this morning signals a new day, your refreshing word gives us the strength to live a life filled with joy and hope. Help us, Lord, during this week and in the weeks to come, each day, Lord, every day. Help us to live the sanctified life, the ransomed life. Help us to remember, to remind one another that we have been bought, that we have been purchased at a price, the price of Jesus' blood. And Lord, when we fail, and we certainly do, we thank you that because we live the baptized life, the ransomed life, that our sins have been forgiven, that each day we are made new, each day we are washed and cleansed and made pure and whiter than snow because of he who has washed us in his blood. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, we pray for the sick and all of those who are suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally. Or we lift up all of those who are on our health list, for Melba and for Landreth, Janice and Carol, Ethel, Joan and Steve, Becky, Bob Curdy, Bob Dotson, Bob Yelenek, Gary Deegan, Emma Conklin, Wayne Towers, Rose Marie, John Alexander, John Eden, Debbie, Mary, and Lisa, Catherine, and Joe, Judy, Louise, Ruth, Dana, Little Sutton, Grace, Norma Kaiser, Roy Oberman, Florine Towers, Karen Schmedeke, and Sherry Hessman. And Lord, for all of those who we know that are suffering, that we name before you in our hearts now. Heavenly Father, you are the great healer and sustainer of life. Be with those who are currently going through these times, and if it be your will, heal them completely. May you use the trials and the challenges that they face to grow closer to you. Give them a sense of your presence during these times as they reach out to you for comfort and hope. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We give you thanks, Lord, for the many blessings that you have given to your servants, for Thelma Barnes, who is celebrating 83 years of life, as well as for Bill Gaddy, who is celebrating 80 years. Father, we give you thanks especially for giving them length of days in this present life. Grant that they may always know your loving care, abide, that they may abide in the confession of your name and put trust each day in your gracious care and protection. May this day be a celebration of life, both now and the life yet to come. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you gave and instituted holy matrimony. You blessed and honored it with the presence of your Son at the marriage feast at Cana, and even now continue to protect and preserve it. We thank you for the fatherly love and grace which you have given to David and Connie Chapman, who are celebrating 48 years of marriage. Continue to be with them, Lord, until the end of their days, even as you have guided them in the past. Be their health, strength, refuge, and life as they serve as an example to, to all who honor your blessing of marriage. 
Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We pray for all the brave men and women who serve us in the armed forces. We think of all first responders as they answer the call for help. Dear Lord, we pray that you will watch over them, protect them against all harm, strengthen and encourage them so they can remain strong and courageous. Lord, in your mercy. Lord Jesus, we also pray for the leaders that you have given to us who hold positions of service, whether it is nationally in our state or in our local communities. Father, these people have accepted the responsibility of leadership as as part of their commitment to serve. Send your Holy Spirit to give them true wisdom, to govern in a way that glorifies your name. Lord, we pray that you would help them as they make decisions during the that as they make decisions during these days that are good that are for the good of your people keep us mindful of your command that we support and speak well of them lord in your mercy father we honor you by by many names and today we pray to you as the lord and giver of life we pray for all those who mourn the loss of a loved one we lift up the family of dennis canoust we give you thanks for keeping your promise of receiving into your heavenly of receiving him into your heavenly kingdom. And Lord, for all who believe in salvation through faith. Gracious Father, it is at these times that we need you to give those who grieve an extra measure of your grace and love. Be with all who mourn and comfort them with the assurance that all believers will one day be with you and all of the saints as we spend as we spend eternal life in heaven where there is no more pain, loneliness, or despair. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord God, we continue to come to you for healing and encouragement during these days of uncertainty and suffering. Be with us as we continue to go through with this national condition. Lord, we pray that you would protect all health care givers who tend to the sick. Be with those who now deal with the loss of employment. We also continue to pray for Pam Shane as she deals with the loss of her home and possessions as a result of the fire. Lord, we pray that you would give us all a fuller measure of faith in these times and in the promises of your word. Grant that we may live trustingly one day at a time, knowing that you will not fail us, that you are in control of all things. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray. Trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The Lord be with you. Blessed be the Lord.
May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. We sing our final hymn, Christ the Lord is Risen Today. That's number 463. I thank all of you for joining us this morning, and I pray that your time gathered together uh, with God's Word was a time that was a blessed one. And we have just a few announcements before we close with worship today. First of all, please tune in to the radio broadcast, the live stream podcast, and the new Facebook page each Sunday morning at 10 a.m. 
Um, we are continuing, the elders and I are continuing to keep up with any, of, with any latest uh, developments and memos and postings that are coming out from um, our leaders at the national, state, and local levels. And so we will continue to monitor those, those things closely and continue to pray um, that, we, that as we get, uh, as each day passes, we get one day closer to when we will, to when we will be able to gather again for worship. And uh, I believe, and then in an effort to protect the safety of our church staff, the, for the time uh, being during this season, the church office will remain open by phone and email only, um, and we will be locking the door until we are given the all clear to resume as normal. And like I said, we are monitoring that very, very closely um, and hope to uh, get back to worshiping as we always uh, have very, very soon. I want to thank uh, everyone again who was here to uh, bring worship to us and to worship themselves. Thank you very, very much. And uh, I believe that's all of the announcements that I have for this morning. I pray that each of you would have a very blessed week in the Lord.